Okay, good evening. Uh, ready to get started. We're learning Meseches Psachim, Daf, Tesvav. Sorry for the change in venue. Uh, we'll do this through the course of the week. Um, and right now we're going to be starting on the bottom of Yud Dalad Amud Beis at the two dots, seven or so lines from the bottom. Now, this line that's being quoted here in the two dots is a, a shita of Rav Meir. And in order to capture a little bit of what he's talking about, if you look back at the Mishnah on Yudal Ramadalev, where he's initially quoted, he says there the following language. Feel free to join along, Yudal Ramadalev, and the Mishnah, then we'll jump right back here. The Mishnah says, quoting him, it says, Amar Rav Meir, this is about 15 lines down or so. Amar Rav Meir, Midiv Rehem Lamadnu, from their words we learn, and these words are going to be very important. Whose words is he talking about? We don't know. That one is allowed to burn truma that is tahor, no impurity whatsoever. It's perfect truma, and you can burn it with truma tmea. So Rav Meir says, we learn this from somewhere. And that's actually where the Gemara is going to start off its question. Let's go back to the bottom of Yudalatam and base at the two dots. It says the Gemara there. Amar Rav Meir midivrehem lamadnu. Says the Gemara midivrehem deman. Who, who is Rav Meir making a diuk from? You're trying to learn. You're trying to figure out who's he talking about. So says the Gemara as follows. If you want to say that it's the case of Rav this was the case we spoke about yesterday on Shabbos. This was the case where there was a where there was a where there was a shlishi and a rishon that was all done together. They were all burned together. And the chiddush of Rav Chaninaskan Kohen Gadol is that we're allowed to make a, a shlishi into a sheni when we are burning them. So says the Gemara, if that's the case, if we're trying to say that Rav Meir learned his shita, his idea, that truma tahora and tmea can be burned together, if we learned it from uh, Rav Hananya, Rabbi Hanina, Skan Kohanim, says Gemara, midami, that those cases are not com- comparable. The case in the in our Mishnah that quotes Rabbi Hanina, Skan Kohanim, is a case of hasam, tamei v'tamei. Um, in that case, one was a shlishi latuma and one was a rishon latuma. But hacha here by the din of Rav Meir, Rav Meir said truma tahora can be burned with tamea. Hacha tahor v'tamei. So the cases are incongruent. You can't say that he's learning from Rabbi uh, Rabbi Hanina, Skan Kohanim because. Those two cases are not the same. Reb Chanina's cases, again, is two Tame items that are being burnt together. And Reb Meir is saying, I, I have a case where one is Tahar and one is Tame. So that doesn't work. If you want to say it's the case of Rebbe Akiva, remember the case we discussed yesterday where you have oil that's a shlishi and you have the mateches. And we spoke about the din, which is quoted at the very top of the page that we're on, that the metal that touches a corpse has the same status as a corpse. So that says the Gemara, that's also not comparable. You can't say that Rav Meir, that he learned out his din. The truma tahora and tmei can be burned together from Rabbi Akiva. Why not? Because midami four lines from the bottom yudalatam base hasam pasul vitame. The case of Rabbi Akiva was a case where there's a uh, where it's pasul and tame. Right? It's not our case. And hacha, what was the case of Rav Meir? We said the case of Rav Meir was where you have truma tahora and you have truma tmei. So it's a case of tahor vitame. So again, the cases are not they're not level playing field. So the Gemara is struggling to figure out where Rabbi Meir got his opinion from. It can't be from Rabbi Akiva. It can't be from Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim. Where did he get his opinion from to say that you can burn Truma Tahora with Truma Tumea on Pesach? Says the Gemara, answer number one. We will see a second answer on the top of the Yomun. Says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom. Nema, what we can say is, Kasava Rabbi Meir, Masnisin ve'av hatuma de'oraisa, ve'vlad hatuma de'rabbanon, de'oraisa, tahor me'alya. 
says the Gemara, that really we are learning from Rabbi Hanina, Skana Kohanim. Let's turn to the top of the page and then I'll explain. What does it mean we learn from, from them? So here is what um, here is what the Gemara does, a very clever ruse. The Gemara says that when Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim was talking about his case, about a Shlishi Latuma and a Rishon Latuma that are being burned together, that's true that it was Tmea. The Shlishi was Tmea. That's true that Midorabana uh, there was an Isra, but Midoraisa, it was actually Tahor because a Shlishi is a Chiddush of a Halacha that we apply to Truma. Remember, we discussed this yesterday that really, typically speaking, as you degrade your Tuma from Abba Tuma to Rishon to Shani, we typically stop at Shani. You want to get at another level of Tuma, you have to be Truma. Regular food can't become a Shlishi la Truma, only it can't become a Shlishi la Truma, only Truma. So, what the Gemara is recommending is that Rav Meir's statement that the, the Tahor Truma and the Tame Truma, that they can be burned together on Pesach. We learn it from Rabbi Hanina, Skana Kohanim, on the Doraisa level. Now, Rabbi Hanina and our mission was speaking on the Dirabanan level, so it doesn't appear to be the same. But if you distill, if you boil down the Shita, Rabbi Hanina, Skana Kohanim, into its Doraisa elements, removing the, the rabbinic injunctions, then we have cases that are comparable. You have Tahor and Tame. That's Rabbi, that's Rabbi Meir's case. You have Tahor Truma and Tame Truma. And then if we understand, if we look at Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim through the lens of a Deoraisa and not through the lens of the Rabbanan, there too we have Tahor and Tame. And therefore, says the Gemara, now we have a level playing field. We have a match. Square peg, square hole. The Shita Rabbi Meir can match the Shita of Rabbi, Hanan, Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim, provided that we look at his Shita through the lens of a Din Deoraisa. Says the Gemara, that's answer number one. What answer number two? Second line, Daftes Vav Amid Aleph. Says the Gemara, Amar Reish Lakish Mishum Bar Kapara. So a little interjection uh, of history here. Bar Kapara was one of the authors, really a Malakate, similar actually to what Yudha Nasi did in regards to the Tosefta. The Tosefta was put together by Levi and Bar Kapara, who were very, very early Amoraim. And... Um, Basically, what they did is similar to Yudanasi, just that it was later, and it's less less authoritative. But nevertheless, it's it's Tanaic work. So this is the second line of the page. He argues. He says, "No, you can't say that our Mishnah is talking about a status of the Rabbanon. That when we say with by Rabbi Chanina Skana Kohanim." that he talks about a shlishi, you can't say that it's the Rabbanan. It has its status midoraisa. And if that's true, then we have no way to compare Rabbi Meir to, um, to Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim. It uproots the first answer. So then Bar Kapara offers his own answer. Let's see what comparison does he make. Where then did Rabbi Meir learn out his din that you could um, that you can burn uh, Truma Tahora and Truma Tamea? Where did he learn it from? Because... He's rejected everyone in our Mishnah. It can't be that he learned it from Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim because he said that that case is that even the Shlishi Latumas Doraisa. And that if that's true, then you certainly can't learn out the case of Rabbi Meir, which is Truma Tahora and Truma Tmea. That's for sure not. There's not no comparison because both are Tamimi Doraisa in our Mishnah. So no comparison. So says the Gemara, we got to try from somewhere else. Says the Gemara, four lines down. Umaymi Divrehim. What does it mean that Rabbi Meir learned it from somewhere else? Answers the Gemara, Midibi Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yoshua. Totally not relating to our Mishnah at all. We're talking about the fact that Rabbi Meir made an inference from 
uh, a sugya that we're going to learn now. Uh, well, it's actually one of two different possibilities of which Rabbi Hoshua we're talking about, um, because there's two Mari Makomos that he that he indicates, um, and each of which uh, need to be analyzed. But in short, what the Gemara is saying is that hey, if you look back at Yud Dalid Amid Aleph in the Mishnah, and it says there. Again, 10, 15 lines down. From their words, we learned whose words is it? Says the Gemara. It's not the two previous sheetas that are in the Mishnah. It's two sheetas that are that are not to be found in our Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Let's continue. We're on Tesvav Amad Aleph. Let's analyze this sheetah. So says the Gemara four lines down. That's where Rabbi Meir gets his precedent from. That's where he get, learns out that you can burn Truma Tahora with Truma Tameya. Says the Gemara, Hi, Rabbi Yoshua. Which Rabbi Yoshua are we talking about? Which Marimakom is the appropriate Marimakom? Ilema ha Rabbi Yoshua. If you want to say it's the following Mishnah, Ditnan, Chavis Shel Truma Shenoladla Safik Tuma. Let's say that you have a barrel of Truma and it now has a status for whatever reason, details are not important here, that Safik Tuma, it, that, that Chavis has a status of Safik Tuma. Okay, if you have a status of Safik Tuma, so then how do you have to treat it? because we know that we have a mitzvah saseh to take care of truma. So how do we have to take care of truma if we have a, a status of suffix on a whole barrel of truma? So it says the Gemara eight lines down, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, im ha-torfa. If this barrel is in a very public space, so then he feels that even when the truma has a status of suffix, you still need to protect it from becoming more tummy. And if it was a revealed barrel, you need to put a cover on top of it. Namely, the mitzvah of protecting the truma still applies. However, and this is where Rav Meir learns from. However, Rabbi Yoshua Omer, that when we're dealing with this chavis, with this barrel that has a status of suffix tuma, says the Gemara, if in fact it was in a private place, you're even allowed to put it in a public place. Says the Gemara, you can, you can put it out anywhere. We're not worried about it becoming tummy because, again, speaking in halachic terms, the mitzvah saseh of protecting this barrel of suffix truma, suffix tuma, suffix Torah, we don't know what the status is. The din is that we, we're okay with that. Once it's besafik, it's mutter. So that's what the Gemara says here. Let's close out this, uh, this Mishnah. The imhaisa mechusa, if it, if it was covered, yegalena, you could even uncover it. So Rabbi Meir learns from the Shita of Rabbi Yoshua that just like if there's a suffix on a status of truma, you're allowed to let it get more tameh, so too, says Rav Lamadnu, from this sheet of Rabbi Yoshua, we see that you can take Truma Tahora and burn it with Truma Tmeya, a nice diuk from this Mishnah. That's what he's learning from the sheet of Rabbi Yoshua. So if you want to say it's this Rabbi Yoshua, says the Gemara, not, not really a great comparison. It sounds good to, to a degree, but says the Gemara, the following character flaw in the, in, in the comparison. Me, dummy, could you really say that the case of the Suffolk Tuma, where Rabbi Yeshua says you're allowed to put it in public, even if it may become more tummy, is that really comparable to the case of Rav Meir, where you're allowed to have Truma Tahora and Truma Tamea burned together? What's the, what's the problem with the comparison? Says the Gemara, me dummy, Hasam, by the barrel where there's a Suffolk status on it, Grama Ba'alma. If it were to become Tame Vadai, it's not automatic. It's not obvious that that's what's going to happen. It's just a grumma. It just may happen on its own. But ha-ha, here it's biyadayim. Here with Rabbi Meir's case in our Mishnah, when he says it's mutter to intermingle the uh, truma tahor and truma tmei and burn them together, 
that's not grumma. That's not like this indirect, maybe we don't know what's going to happen. No, you mamish took truma tahor and truma tmea, and you stuck them in a fire. So that's biadayim. In general, this is a chakira to be made when we speak about uh, the various cases. Is it a case that's biadayim, or is it a case that's a kind of standoffish? So the case of the suffix, where we saw the sheet of Rabbi Yoshua, where he said, it's okay if the barrel's in public, no problem. That case is grumma. We don't know what the result is going to be. It may or may not become Tamei Vadai. We don't know. But here in our case of Reb Meir, remember, we're trying to find the precedent for Reb Meir. Who was he quoting from when he said, You want to say it's Rabbi Yoshua? You can't say it's this Rabbi Yoshua because these two cases are incongruent. So therefore, says the Gemara, if you can't do that, then let's go to another one. We're about a third of the way down. Elaha Rabbi Yoshua. There's another sheet of Rabbi Yoshua, and this one's going to carry the day for, for, the, for Bar Kapara. The Mishnah writes, Let's say that you have a barrel of, um, of wine and the barrel breaks and the wine is, is flowing everywhere. It's Bigas El Yona. It's in like an upper level. So kind of like the barrel storage, let's say, is elevated. And now that the barrel broke, the water is dripping down. And the wine that's underneath is it's wine that you and I could drink, but a coin couldn't drink. So what the concern is that the barrel on top, which is truma that is now broken, it's going to drip down into the chulin tmea, and all of that wine is going to be ruined. So how do we prevent the wine from the perfect barrel of truma wine that is now broken? How do we prevent that wine from getting ruined? Says the Mishnah as follows. This Mishnah, a third of the way down, both of them agree. If you're able to save even one revise of wine, we know halacha lemaisa, revise of wine is tiny. Machlokes between the Chazonish and Rav Chaim, no, the famous machlokes. Do we say it's 3.3 ounces on the smaller end? Do we say it's 5.6 ounces, whatever the shiurim are? It's a tiny amount of liquid. But says the Gemara, if you're able to do that with something that's tahor, with a kli that's tahor, only if a kli is tahor, then it's fine. The im lav. What if you're not able to do that? So then that's when we, when Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yehoshua depart from one another. And here's how they break out. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, terid v'sitma v'ayitam enabiyad. Let it just drip down. You can't touch it. It's just going to become tmea, just the way that things are. It's gravity. Leave it be. Now, Rabbi Yehoshua, Omer, af yitam enabiyad. You can even make it tami biyadayim. Ah, so here is where Rabbi Meir learns his precedent from. Rabbi Meir said, I see midivrehem lamadnu. I see a case where Rabbi Yoshua allowed something that was tahor to become tame. What was the case? The barrel broke. I'm allowed to scoop it up with my yadayim, with my bare hands if I wanted to. No problem. I could make it tame. That's okay. So says Rabbi Meir, midivrehem lamadnu. Now I see a marimakom. Now I see where I could learn the idea that Truma Tahor and Truma Tmei can be burned together from this beautiful shita of Rabbi Yoshua, where he, where he is divergent from Rabbi Eliezer. And he says that, that this is mutter, this is mutter. So this actually works. The Gemara embraces this idea, but asks the Gemara before we conclude on this, Ihachi, if what you're saying is true, if what you're saying is true, that it's like Rabbi Yoshua, so then why does our Mishnah speak in public, in, in, um, in plural? Why does it say, hi, midivrehem? It's not two people. You're not learning from two people. You're learning from Rabbi Yoshua. So it says, Hi, midivrehem, midvarav mi It should have said only from the one person. It's not from two people. It's only from one person. So if you want to tell me that your marimakom is Rabbi Yoshua, 
And you did a good job proving it. You tried Rabbi Yeshua number one, didn't work with the Safek Truma. You tried Rabbi Yeshua number two with the broken barrel of Truma to, pre to prevent it from becoming Tame. That worked. Good Raya. But then back to the linguistics, always picking on the language of the Mishnah. Why then does it say Midivrei Hem in the plural? It should have said Midivar. It says the Gemara. Hachi Kamar, Mimach Lokasan Shal Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yeshua Lamadu. Uh, you're being a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit over the top with your with your diuk. Let it be. Let it be. It's okay. We're talking about the machlokes of Rabbi Yoshua. Now we don't. Obviously, we are only going to pick one side. So this one side is Rabbi Yoshua, but it's part of the machlokes. So midivrehem from the machlokes of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua, two people plural. From their machlokes, we can extract this. And in fact, says the Gemara halfway down, Dekanami, This is even inferred in the Gemara, Diktani, as the Brisa writes, or as it is taught in the Mishnah, Mo de Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua, that they even agree in certain cases. Shmamina, that the plural language is considered acceptable. Um, and now we, that was Bar Kapara's answer. So now it, we're just, we'll just pause and summarize. We asked for our Mishnah that's on the top of Yudal and Manalit. Rabbi Meir says, I learned from their words that you are allowed to burn Truma Tahor and Truma Tamea. Whose words? Answered the Gemara, Rabbi Yoshua. From what case? Where a, a barrel of Truma Tahora burst open, you're allowed to make it Tame Biyadayim, that's okay. Therefore, says Rav Meir, I can assume the Truma Tahora and Truma Tamea can be burned together. Beautiful, but he wasn't alone. He had other, other people supporting him. He said the same thing that we said above, that you cannot use Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim. You're not allowed to use them for the inference of Rabbi Meir's Shita because they're both Del Raisa, that's for sure. That you have to uh, learn it out from another location, from Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua, and that is in fact the case. Good. Now the Gemara is going to ask a question. The Gemara is concerned uh, about uh, Rav Nachman's comment. Now Rav Nachman is no different than Bar Kapara here. He's just uh, two generations later. But Rava lived at the same time as Rav Nachman. So they were talking to each other. It wasn't Stam. They were sitting there talking to each other. Rava was fourth generation of the Amorim, and Rav Nachman was third generation. Bar Kapara was in the very early of the first generation. He was part of a group of people called the Dor HaMa'avar. They were people who kind of straddled the world of Tana and Amora. Um, Rabbi Yudha Nasi had probably passed away at this point already. I think he had already died. And I think the, uh, the Tosefsas were written shortly after him. So that's when Bar Kapara lived. But this conversation, they could have picked on Bar Kapara too, because it's the same Shita Rav Nachman holds like Bar Kapara is the same Shita. Why Rav Nachman? Because they were in the same place. They were talking to each other. So that's why Rav is asking on Rav Nachman. So we're, we're 10, 12 lines from the bottom of Tezvav Manal. Esivei, Rav Ali Rav Nachman. Now, what's important to note here is there's a little gimel right there, and this gimel tells us that we're about to learn a Tosefta. Everything that Rava is saying right now is a quote from a Tosefta. We're going to learn the whole Tosefta, beginning to end. It doesn't end till the top of the Amud, and of the, of the, of the Amud Beis, and then we will get to our question. So let's, uh, let's keep focus in this Tosefta, and that will help us to have a tfisa, to have a proper grasp on, um, on the question. Amar of Yossi. If you were to look in our Mishnah, even in our Mishnah, after Rav Meir says his opinion, Rav Yossi in our Gemara kicks up some sand, and Rav Yossi says in our Mishnah, Rav Yossi says in our Mishnah, Rav Meir, you've been trying to prove right and left. You're trying to show everybody that you can burn Truma Tahor and Truma Tameh. So Rav Yossi in our Mishnah said, no way. Now this Tosefta is basically an expanded version of Rabbi Yossi's rejection of Rabbi Meir. Again, Rabbi Meir says, Truma Tahor, Truma Tameh can be burned together. Rabbi Yossi says, no, it can't. Now here's the full version of that story. 
Says the Gemara Marbiosi, ain't Hanidon Domalaria. The two cases are not comparable. You can't, you can't, Rabbi Meir, you can't extract from anywhere that that we hold that Truma Tahor and Truma Tamea can be burned together. What were the rabbis of our Mishnah, namely Rabbi Hanina, Skana Kohanim, and Rabbi Akiva? When those rabbis were teaching what they were teaching, what were they teaching us? They were teaching us as follows. If, and this was the case of Rabbi Hanina, Skana Kohanim, if you have in that case, that uh, the case there where he had a shlishi and an avatuma or and a rishon the tuma burning together. So it says the Gemara, zetame vizetame. That's not comparable to our case, as we saw earlier. That was on the bottom of Yudalatam and Beis too, but that's actually found in the Tosefta. Is that we cannot learn Rabbi Meir from Rabbi Chanina, Skana Kohanim. Why not? Because that case is tame and tame, where you had the shlishi latuma was tame and the rishon the tuma was tame. And Rabbi Meir's case was tahor and tame. Truma Tahora and Truma Tamea. So that for can't be. And if Rabbi Akiva's case in our Mishnah, says Rabbi Yossi, if Rabbi Akiva's case in our Mishnah uh, is, uh, is the case that you're trying to learn from Rabbi Meir, this case is also not comparable. The case of Rabbi Akiva, where you have um, where you have oil that's puzzle as a shlishi, and you have the klima teches, the candelabra that is in av hatuma based on the pasuk of bechalal cherev, that we have a gzera Raisa, that metal that touches a mace maintains the equal status of the mace. So that case too is not comparable, Rebbe Meir. From there, you also can't learn that truma tahora and truma tamea can be burned together. Why not? Zeh pasul zetame. Af anu modim. And uh, I would even agree to you, maybe we'd agree under certain circumstances that, uh, that we could agree to one another. Maybe that's possible. How could you burn that which is a suffix, which with that which is actually tmea? Maybe it would be the case that Eliyahu Navi would come and say the suffix is no longer a suffix. And if the suffix is no longer a suffix, then you really, you shouldn't be burning it. So that's a, that's a kasha on, on, the, on the Gemara. We don't, we're not really asking the question yet. So let's hold off and finish the brysa. And right now we're at the top of Tezvavamibes. We're going to go two thirds, almost three fourths of the way down to the bottom of the page. Uh, let's get there still. But we first have to finish the Tosefta that began with Rebiosi. And then we'll get to our question. We also know how Pigul Vehanosar Vehatame Pigul is a korban that's brought with the incorrect machshavos, uh, where you're, it was not lishma, your mindset was elsewhere, whatever the case may be. Um, nosar is food that has passed its, its expiry date. We spoke about this earlier, that, that, that zvachim have a certain amount of time and, and shlamim have a certain amount of time. We spoke yesterday about how the lechem hapanim had a certain amount of time. The lechem that was brought with the korban toda, they only had a yom balayla. And Everything that's past the deadline, past the expiry date, is called nosar. You're not allowed to eat it. It's an isr deraisa. Veha tamei. So you have pigel, nosar, and tamei. Machlokas between the early tanai and beshamei omrim, ein nisrep and kaachas. He says you can't burn them all together. And ending off the tosefta, ubeis hillel omrim nisrepim kaachas. End of tosefta. Now, why did Rava bring this case to Rav Nachman? What did Rav Nachman say? Rav Nachman said that we hold that, the, that Rav Meir learned his shita, the Chumatar and Chumatamea, can be burned together. Who did he learn it from? From Yoshua, from Rabbi Yoshua. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. If what you're telling me, Rav Meir, is that you learned this from Yoshua, 
then why is this whole Tosefta of Rabbi Yossi oriented around the Shittas of Rabbi Hanina, Skana Kohanim, and Rabbi Akiva? Why doesn't Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi is pushing back on Rav Meir in this Tosefta. If Rav Meir learned his Shita from Rabbi Yoshua, why isn't it showing in this Tosefta? It's very clear that Rabbi Yossi thought that Rabbi Meir's Shita came from either Rabbi Hanina, Skanakon, and Rabbi Akiva. That's the Gemara's question. Rabbi Yisal Kadaita, third line. Rabbi Meir, Medivi, Rabbi Yoshua, Kamar. Amai Mehadr, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina, Skanakon, That's ridiculous. If you think that if you think that, that Rabbi Yoshua was the source, so why was Rabbi Yossi saying, oh, and you think it's from Rabbi Hanina Skanakonim? No, he doesn't think that. He thinks it's Rabbi Yoshua. So why does the Tosefta say that he's talking about different sources? It's not talking about Rabbi Hanina or Rabbi Akiva. That doesn't make any sense. So this is the Gemara's question, is that the Tosefta seems to disprove the opinion of Rav Nachman and by proxy Bar Kapara, because it seems that they're all wrong. So then says the Gemara to respond as follows. Fifth line. Amar le Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says back to Rava, Rav Yossi, Lava Daite. Rav Yossi wasn't sure where Rav Meir got his Mari Makomas from. He didn't know who it was from, and he was just being thorough. He thought maybe it's possible. He didn't know what Rav Yossi, what, what, what Rav Meir was thinking, where he learned his idea from. But he went, he went through the list. He said, if it's going to be from Rabbi Hanina Skanakwanim Kamarle, maybe it's from there. But Amar Le, what did Rabbi Meir say back to him? No, no, that's not where I got it from. Anna, where did I learn that you can burn Shumatar and Shumatamea? Anna, mid Rabbi Yoshua Ka'amina. I learned it from somewhere else. The whole Tosefta is wrong. Rabbi Yossi, you thought it was from here. You thought it was from, you're wrong. That's not where I got it from. I got it from Rabbi Yoshua. So says Rabbi Yossi back to Rabbi Meir. Amar Le, Rabbi Yossi responds to Rabbi Meir. Oh, you got it from Rabbi Yoshua? That's no better. That doesn't help at all. That's also not correct. That's not the right comparison to learn it from Rabbi Yoshua. We don't yet know why. So it says the Gemara, um, it says the Gemara, Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer only agree that they can be burned separately, but not together. So Rabbi Yoshua says, um, so Rabbi Yossi says, you learning, Rabbi Meir, you, Rabbi Meir, cannot learn this from Rabbi Yoshua because he doesn't agree to what you're saying. He agrees. So it says the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi, why are you saying that this is not comparable? It, it is perfectly comparable. Says the Gemara, Mida umidahi. it's a perfect alignment. They match up exactly right. Take a look at a beautiful Rashi here, just to our left. Rashi, Dibur HaMaschil, Mida this is about 15 lines down in the Rashi. Rashi says, Says Gemara, Rabbi Yossi, why do you have a problem with Rav Meir learning this from Yoshua? The wine in the barrel that broke was perfectly tahor, and you made it tameh. That's an excellent precedent for the case of trying to prove that Truma Tahora could be burned with Truma Tamea, just like the wine which was Tahor. You could be Matame be a dime to save it. It's a perfect match. So why does Rabiosi think that this is not a good match? So says the Gemara, shiny hasam, di'ika hefsed chulin. The concern, says Rabiosi, is that now, over there, when the barrel of wine breaks, there we have a specific concern about hefsed, about hefsed chulin, about ru- ruining chulin, about wasting chulin. Says the Gemara, what kind of argument is that? Our case too. If you choose to not burn the Truma Tahora with the Truma Tamea, then you have to waste more wood because you have to build two fires instead of one. 
So it says the Gemara, no matter what, there's going to be some waste here. So in the case of Hulin, you're wasting and then you're wasting Truman. And they, so what? You're wasting everywhere. What's the difference? Why is that a factor here at all? So Rabbi Yossi would have answered. He, he would have said, Omar Lei, uh, Omar Lei. Saba, an elder person answered this question and said, What does Rabiosi answer? The case of the wine, that's considered Hefsid Maruba. Wine was expensive, wine was chashuv, it took a long time to make, it wasn't as readily available. We have bottles that are 50, 60, 70 years old, however old they are, I don't know, but their bottles were not like that. They were kind of making them on the spot. They didn't sit for, for that long. They had to ferment, of course, them to get alcoholic, but it didn't last forever. They had to make wine relatively frequently. So to lose wine is a hefsid maruba. A couple of twigs to go bur burn a second fire, lehefsid mu'at lo chashashu. So Rabbi Yossi, has a beautiful answer. This was Rav Yossi's question that he was asking. He was trying to figure out how could Rav Meir hold like Rabbi Yoshua? And the answer is he could. He could hold like Rabbi Yoshua, and it's fine. That's what the Gemara answers. One more sugya for the night, and then we'll wrap up two-thirds of the way down. And this is a, a statement. We're one-third of the way down right now. This is a statement of Rav Yochanan that we have to analyze. Um, this cannot be learned without Rashi. We'll be using Rashi to guide us totally lost without Rashi here, because uh, there's something very subtle happening here. Amar Ravasi, Amar Rav Yochanan. Machlokes, when is there a machlokes between Rav Meir and our Mishnah, who allows Chuma Tahor and Chuma Tameh to be burned together, and between Rav Yossi, who doesn't, machlokes b'shesh. The machlokes is only in the sixth hour on Erev Pesach. However, aval b'sheva, in the seventh hour, everyone agrees, even Rav Yossi would agree that, it, that you do Srefa, that you can burn the two, uh, the two types of Truma together, the Truma Tahora and the Truma Tmeya. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, Dibur Hamaschil Machlokes, Bishes, just to the left, right where we are, a little bit higher, says the Gemara, Dibur Hamaschil Machlokes, Bishes, during the sixth hour, Sheadayin, Ein Al HaTahora, Ela Isr Derabanan. In the sixth hour, everyone agrees, going back to the machlokas we spoke about on Shabbos and earlier, everyone agrees, Rabbi Hudan, Rabbi Meir, in regards to the Isr Darabanan of eating on Erev Pesach, everyone agrees that the sixth hour is subject to an Isr Darabanan of Achila. So that's what Rashi says here. Bishesh in the sixth hour, Sha'adayin still at this sixth hour, and that's why we still have a machlokas there, because Rabbi Yossi says it's still only a status midrabanan, so we should not be doing Sreifa yet. However, it continues Rashi, Abal B'Sheva in the seventh hour, Shenes Rakvar Torah, There's no Tuma greater than the Torah saying that that Chametz is Aser. Of course it's going to be Tmei. Of course it's going to be halachically problematic. But Divrei HaKol, Afle Rav Yossi, Sorfin. So Rav, Yossi, Rav Yochanan limits the Machlokas between Rav Meir and Rav Yossi. Rav Meir was of the opinion, as we've been discussing the whole day, that you can burn Truma Tahora with Truma Tameya. Rav Yossi says you're not allowed. Says Rav Yochanan, this Machlokas is not a grandiose Machlokas. The Machlokas only exists in one hour of time in the year. The Machlokas Rav Meir and Rav Yossi only exist in the sixth hour on the 14th of Nisan. That's the only time they have any discrepancy here. The whole concern is whether or not we have hit a peak of enough Tuma status to allow for, them, for the two to be burned together. Rav Meir says the sixth hour is sufficient. The Isr Darabanan of Achila makes it enough to burn the Truma Tahora with the Truma Tmeya. Masha'in Kain Rabbi Yossi says, still not there yet. Wait till the Isr Oraisa of Chametz kicks in at the end of the sixth, beginning of the seventh hour, 
And then, of course, we can burn the two together. Divrei Hakol, everyone would agree to that. That was the statement of Rav Yochanan, Rav Asi in the name of Rav Yochanan. Almost halfway down, Amar le Rav Zeir le Rav Asi. Rav Asi was a Talmud of Rav Yochanan. So, um, uh, so Rav, Rav Asi, Rav Zeir says to Rav Asi, Nema, it imply, it's implied from here um, that Kasava Rav Yochanan, Masnisan Ba'ava Tumadaraisa, Bevlada Tumadarabanan. It is implied from here that he holds not like we've been saying, that Rabbi Hanina actually holds like who? That he holds like Rabbi Hanina Skan Kohanim. We've been saying the whole time that Rameir doesn't hold of this, but it's implied from something very subtle in the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan that it does, which is what? When you limit the machlokas to the sixth hour, what are you saying about the status of food during that sixth hour? That it's an Isser Darabanan status. And that gives us a hint that he is similar to Rabbi Hanina uh, Skana Kohanim, for whom the Shlishi Latuma, when it was in the same fire as the Rishon Tuma, that the Shlishi Latuma had a Darabanan status. So that's what the Gemara says. And what did Rav Meir say? Rav Meir was not talking about what we've been saying by Bar Kapara and in Rav Nachman that we're talking about him having learned that Rav Meir learned this from the Shita of Rabbi Yoshua, incorrect. Halfway down. So is that true? Should we assume that Rabbi Yochanan is learning divergently from Rav Nachman and Bar Kapara? Answers the Gemara, Amar Lei, in, absolutely. Rav Yochanan doesn't agree with Bar Kapara. They were very close. They almost overlapped. I think they may have overlapped a little bit. Amarle in, absolutely. Halfway down, Itmar Nami. We have a separate full statement of the Amoraim. Just maybe this statement of Rav Nachman was excerpted from his full statement, because here's the full statement of Rav, Nach, of Rav Yochanan. Itmar, halfway down, Itmar Nami, Amar Rav Yochanan, Masnisin, Be'av, Hatuma de Oraisa, Devlad, Hatuma de Rabbanan. What are we talking about? Our Mishnah is discussing a, a case where there's an Avatuma So This is the case of Rav Hanina Skana Kohanim, where we have one case where there's a status of Isser Doraisa, the Vlad Hatuma Dorabanan, and the Shlishi Latuma is a status Midorabanan. Umay Midivrehem, where does Rav Meir extract his halacha from? From where? Midivir Rav Hanina Skana Kohanim. And the machlokes between Rav Meir and Rav Yossi is only in one hour of the year, on the 14th of Nisan in the sixth hour. And everyone agrees in the seventh hour that that is going to be, everyone agrees at that point. Even Rav Yossi would agree that it's appropriate to burn the food at that time. Last five lines for the night. Maybe misayele what? This is always hard when you're learning a Gemara. When it says maybe something that we've learned is a proof for something. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what that is. Again, thank you, Rashi. Rashi is two inches below where we are. Uh, it says Nema instead of Lema, so a little slight change in the, in the Gemara. Dibesheva moda Rabiosi. How do we know? Maybe we have a Marim Mokum, Lema Nesayele, that Rabiosi agrees to, this is Rabiochanan Tzachira, that everyone agrees that in the seventh hour that you can burn them together. Maybe we could learn it from the same Tosefta that we had at the bottom of Yamud, the one that wraps up to the top of the page, which says a Pigul Vehanosar Vehatame, that when it comes to these three types of food, the Pigul, again, where there was incorrect during the korban, the nosar food that reached its, its expiration date that you can burn them. Maybe Rabiosi is rooted in this shita of Rav Hillel of Beisilo because we don't paskin like Beisama anyways. What does Beisilo say that you can mix them all together? And now in the seventh hour. The truma is not Torah anymore. The truma is also you're not allowed to Now it's all it's all just a mishkababel of Isser. So we're for sure allowed to. Rabbi Yossi would be matir there. Says the Gemara, no, shiny hasam. That's not a good comparison. To Islahu tuma midrabanan because the 
the pigul and the nosar have their own status of iser derabanan, which is mechudash. It's different than what we are dealing with, with which are with our case of Pesach, and therefore says the Gemara they're not comparable. It's not one third of the way down. A pigul vanosar There is their own status of iser derabanan as it relates to pigul vanosar, and therefore says the Gemara you can't bring this as a raya to Rav Yochanan's opinion that the machlokas between Rav Meir and Rav Yossi is only in the sixth hour, and that everyone agrees in the seventh that you can be sorry for everything together. Um, that is not the case. So just to briefly summarize the day, and then we will stop. We've been trying to figure out where did Rav Meir get his shita from? We tried Rav Yochanan, or we tried Rav Yochanan, Eskana Kohanim, rejected it. We tried to say that it was Rabbi Akiva, and then we rejected it. Then we said it was Rabbi Yoshua. We brought two different Rabbi Yoshua's. We accepted the second one with the barrel. Then we asked the question from the Tosefta, hey, wait a minute, if it's if it's talking about, we're learning from Rabbi Yoshua, why is Rabbi Yossi talking about Rabbi Hanina Skana Kohanim? That's the wrong person to talk about. And the Gemara gave its answer there too, to say that no, he was really just vetting out all of the answers. Then we spoke about the opinion of uh, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan here, that the machlokas between them is only in the sixth hour and that everyone agrees that in the seventh hour, even Rabbi Yossi, that you can do strafa. Uh, we will stop here in Yerushalayim tomorrow night. We'll pick up on Zoom from Lema Misayeyale, about 12, 13, 14 lines from the bottom. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Thank you for learning.